0: Hello and welcome to Fratello Talks. I'm your host Nacho. This week I'm joined by my colleagues Thomas and RJ. And we're going to be discussing the topic of the myth of the perfect watch size. Ooh. Is there such a thing as a perfect watch size? No, or there is there such thing as too big? Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> no, Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, no, but before we get into it, as always, we're going to start with a spot of wrist check. So RJ, let's uh, kick things off with you. What's on I'm your I'm wearing
1: wrist? on my uh, relatively large wrist, I'm wearing a 36 millimeter Rolex Day Date. Lovely. Very, very nice.
2: And you, Thomas, what's on your wrist? (laughs) On my relatively small wrist, I'm (laughs) wearing the IWC Big Pilot 43 millimeters.
0: Okay, that's the diet version of the Big Pilot. It's still pretty big, though. It's It's, the the Little
2: Big Pilot, but it's still, uh, yeah. It's a a substantial watch. I like that. They
0: should call it the Little Big Pilot. Perfect. And I'm wearing a 1961 uh, Omega Seamaster. Probably the smallest watch uh, here. Um, Yeah, so... That's that's my statement that's for, the, for the podcast. Uh, Thirty-four point five. Oh wow, makes all yeah, the difference. Exactly. It's not the smallest in in my collection, but it's uh, certainly for, uh, far from the from the biggest. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it a little bit. What what are our opinions on watch sizes? Is there such thing as a sweet spot? Is there such thing as too big? Is there such thing as too small? Or does it all depend on trends? Is it all relative? It, it, there's
1: trends, of course, and I think the trend today is towards smaller watches again. Mm-hmm especially when when talking about dress watches. There's also a thing that uh, it's about functionality. So I think a diver's watch, per definition, Mm -hmm. should be a bit larger because you want to read the time properly. But in the end, I think every wrist perhaps has a sweet spot. But I don't think there's one wrist size that fits, uh, one uh, size of a watch that will fit all. For sure. Um, So I believe that it really depends on, on... on your taste, on your wrist size, but also about the, the watch. I have 32.5 millimeter watches that I wear on my uh, 18.5 centimeter wrist. Mm-hmm. But I also have the, the ProPro, for example, which I don't know the di- dimensions by heart, but it's it's yeah. big. It's a, yeah. <laughs> substantial. <laughs> for sure. Um, and, and I wear them all. The only thing is if you go from, let's say, a ProPro or like a 44 millimeter watch, and you make the jump next day to wear a 34 millimeter watch, for example, yeah, then... You're really going to feel that. You need to process that a yeah. little bit. That the yeah. difference is so big. But if you do it a bit more gradually, I would say, <laughs> yeah. it's not much to worry about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love to wear this 36 millimeter uh, Day Date and have a, a Day Just in the same size. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like to wear the, the Pro yeah. But you don't love the Explorer 36. Well, I love the Explorer 36, but, but it's for not, me, it looks yeah. too small on my wrist, right. and it's the same watch, the same size as the Day-Date, for example, mm-hmm. or the Just. but I think it has to do with the smooth bezel.
0: Yeah. And the more, the sportier look of it, I guess, the I, Oyster bracelet. Yeah, I, the, I
1: think. And this watch looks a little bit bigger because of the yeah. precedent bracelet. It gives a little bit more body to it. Perhaps yeah, the gold also helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I also wear a small watches, like vintage watches. I have a yeah, lot of 34, sure, 34.5 sure. uh, vintage uh, yeah. Omega watches. Uh, for a long time, that was and
0: that was the norm, right? That, was, mean, the that norm. was the norm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And if you look at, uh, for example, um, uh, the Sopranos, Tony Soprano, big guy, but he also wears a 36 millimeter and all his uh, mafia friends all wear Day-Dates, <laughs> all big guys. Yeah. Paulie um, and Christopher. Yeah. E- exactly. Yeah. Um so I think it's also a thing that that is that is perhaps trend. Yeah, but it's for me in the end it's what do you feel comfortable with? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel absolutely. very comfortable wearing uh, the Omega Constellation Manhattan from the eighties, being thirty two point five. Thirty-six for the for the automatic models. Yeah. I think it's it's fine. It's perfect.
0: I think it also it also ties in before I, I, we move on to to your take on it. Thomas, um, I think it, it comes down to also whether the the size suits a specific design exactly. Um, because in in for that constellation, I think that it looks good in that smaller size. Yet if it's it, not because it's not a, a round watch, exactly it's an integrated exactly. bracelet to no shape
1: case. Yet a
0: forty-one a version of that could. Potentially, be a little too big. Yeah. It might not suit the design, yeah. like like what we see from a lot of watch brands now, yeah. where where you have uh, uh, certain uh, models in in several different uh, proportional sizes. I think that it it sometimes you find that uh, yeah. that it's that there's a, one of the three or four sizes that really yeah. suits the. For
1: me, the, the problem reference. is, for, yeah. For me, the problem is more if you look at Audemars Piquet for example. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Royal Oak, for me, the perfect one is the first one, which is thirty nine millimeters, right? And that can be a little bit. Big on small wrists because the the lock to lock is very large on mm-hmm, that one mm-hmm. uh, due to the integrated bracelet. Um, but for me, the design is perfect of that one because right. if you have the smaller ones, the thirty six, it looks a bit cramped, like a yeah. BMW yeah. three series compact. <laughs> <laughs> but the larger ones that came later, the forty one millimeter ones with the with the second hand, yeah, they look out of proportion for me. They look like a pancake on the wrist. Yeah. So for me, that yeah. thirty nine millimeter Royal Oak is perfect when it comes to the design. Of the yep. watch, and I think for every sure every other variation of that watch is a concession that was made. Right,
0: right, right. How about you, Thomas? You recently said that you that you you wrote an article actually going from uh, size police to size agnostic. <laughs> uh, how how did you find that that transition took place, and 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 was it something? Do you think it's something that all uh, enthusiasts uh, and collectors will experience at some point, or was it something that for you personally just came to happen due to a specific watch or more? Naturally over
2: time. For me it was um a matter of I I started in watches professionally yeah. as a vintage dealer. And right. I was right. sort of trained and mentored by some really knowledgeable, pure vintage people. Right. And so my entire frame of reference was like 30 to 36, with with the exceptions 38, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 38 was a was a jumbo <laughs> watch, you know, exactly. And so that was what I handled every single day. Yeah. And then That was also, I mean, a lot of these brands, they had their sort of, their peak in those days. Like I've mentioned in the article, I think I mentioned Longines as an example. Mm. We used to sell like 13 ZN chronographs and stuff like that. Right, right. And then I came to Fratello and all of a sudden... from one day to the next i only handled modern watches mm-hmm. and two things stood out they were very big and they were very shiny yeah. and those were the two primary things that that sort of initially sort of smacked me in the face like well that's yeah. that's different you know yeah yeah and then i think size kind of became a bit of a proxy for some other maybe disappointments here and there i mentioned in the article longine for instance where where i feel the brand has become a little bit more generic and a little bit right. it, it's right. it's restrained a little bit in yeah. my In my feeling today. And then when they do a chronograph that is a design from the 40s, and all they do is make it five or six millimeters bigger. Mm. I look at that and it's like, oh, that's yeah, but I think it doesn't work for me. But that that may have been sort of a proxy for Mm -hmm. for the development in general. And so I started Mm -hmm. perhaps being a bit too critical of oh, bigger is worse, which obviously isn't the case. But that for me probably was a bit of a yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, As mentioned, a proxy for for other things,
0: for sure, for sure. And then, given your unique sort of initial exposure to uh, uh, vintage watches, which is is certainly, I wouldn't say the norm, right? I think no. I think most people will come into it from what's available on the market today, or yeah. or from from the popular watches in in, in blogs for a long time, the SKX, which was forty two, and other modern watches. And I feel that that having a, that, uh that having had that start with uh, vintage then gives you a sort of a, a, a biased look. And then I think. Uh, RJ, you probably saw this uh, also coming from the beginning until now. I feel very that, old now. That yes. in the in the no, well, but 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 it, like let's say like a short term thing, the last five or ten years, where mm. there there was this trend from bigger watches as the norm, um, also accepted by enthusiasts, to now the enthusiasts always calling for a, a smaller diameter, a 37, but, thirty-seven. Yeah, but I also saw the
1: trend from small to big when I started right. in the nineties. Um, watches were relatively small, smaller than they are today or a few years ago. And I remember when I bought my first Seamaster 300M, uh, the 2531.80. So that's the James Bond one, basically. uh, uh, And that's 41 millimeters. I remember that I wore it. I was doing an internship somewhere, and I I just had that watch. I had it on my wrist, and then a colleague came in. He said, man, you're wearing a wall clock on your wrist. (laughs) And then I thought, hmm, so that's the the opinion about 41 millimeter watches. Yeah. And it was, I think that was 99 or 2000. Um, And then from that moment on, it became bigger and bigger and bigger because Mm. it was very trendy to have large watches. And I don't know if you recall, uh, Thomas, at some point in the 2000s, every department store had these U-boat watches. Mm. These were huge. I think the biggest one was like 50 millimeters or something. And everyone was wearing that stuff. Mm -hmm. And at some point, it quickly already be became a little bit ridiculous. So it, it it came down to 45, 44 millimeter, where before a Panerai, uh, the the what is it the the fidi, mm. it was 45 millimeter, mm. I think. Man, that was huge. That was a yeah. huge watch in those days. Mm. And then it 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 trickled down a little bit to to smaller watches. But now again, at some point, it was accepted to wear a 42. Everything over 44 was considered large. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I feel that everything over 39 millimeters is considered large. So it's just, I think, a different period in time. Yeah. And recently we did an interview with uh, Emmanuel Guait from mm-hmm. um, well, formerly AP. He was the designer of the Royal Oak Offshore. Mm-hmm. And it's very uh, interesting, I think, to have a look at that video that we, uh, that we published that he said, um, well, the offshore was, of course, a more modern. Uh, interpretation of the royal oak so that was 42 millimeter at the time and now there are bigger ones as well but he said that today the trend is towards smaller watches and that's also his interest he's Mm -hmm. still a watch designer uh, a freelance um and he said this trend will last at least for the next five to ten years okay that we will see smaller watches um and that's I think it's a nice thing because yeah. the whole the the really big chunks is a bit, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But in the end it's also man, what fits your wrist? If you're a really For big sure. guy, it
2: looks perhaps a bit weird that you wear a really small yeah. watch. Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. But
2: I think people also underestimate um or, or at least oversimplify um size as it's all about legibility and mm-hmm. presence and that's it. Whereas I've recently sort of seen that size and proportions even more importantly, Mm -hmm. they are a a really valuable tool in the tool chest of a a watch designer and it can be used for several different things. I mean, legibility is obviously one, Mm -hmm. but you can accomplish legibility by other means as well through contrast or color or negative space or Mm -hmm. what have you. And so it's really, I think size is appropriate when it's been considerately applied so hmm. when you see like this watch is a certain size, whether it's small or big, because that serves a role and the designer figured yeah. it out and thought yeah. about it and, yeah. and did it for good reason, then it usually works. But when it's um, it's just saying, okay, we're going to reissue a watch from the 60s, mm-hmm. but uh, 43 is our best-selling size, so you know what, we'll up it to 43, then it looks ridiculous because yeah. it's not part yeah. of, of a considered cohesive design. Exactly. Well, I think that's yeah. really crucial. Yeah, I
1: think that's that's also what you see with Longines, that they just look at what's what's uh, the best-selling wrist, uh, watch size. Yeah. So yeah. that's, I don't know, 42, 41, I don't know. And they based their new designs on that yeah. uh, uh, given fact, basically. Yeah. And I think that's a... that's a For me, that's the wrong incentive when designing a watch. And yeah. for, for sure. me, it should be... The design for should be like spot on. And that's what you see, for example, what with Rolex... Uh, again, did when the trend was towards bigger watches, they suddenly came with the Day Date Two. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the design was for me it was completely off. Yeah. It was it was big, and the, the the bezel design, and they also had a bigger day just at the time. Yeah. I think collectors call it day Just Two, but it was not the official name, uh, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. believe. But Rolex quickly can't, uh d- discontinues the Day Date Two. And just came with a forty millimeter day Day date Mm -hmm. that looks looks much better than the day date two. But still, if I wear a day date in forty millimeters, I can easily have it on my wrist. But for me, the perfect design of the day date is still thirty six. Yeah, I think too. Yeah, like I said, too many concessions are being made when designing a watch when looking at those sizes. Do
0: you think then the issue or not issue? But like one of the one of the bizarre things that we see today is this um, because. Size works in sort of the same way that a trend might, mm-hmm. right? You go from wide jeans to skinny jeans to wide jeans yeah. and, and so forth. You, you notice these trends also in, in the world of fashion. Um, but I think that, that there's also been this trend mm-hmm. of going back to vintage designs. When mm-hmm. I mean, you see the Black Bay fifty-four and, and things like this that mm-hmm. are that are that are making a comeback from from major brands. Um, and then and then there, obviously it's done in thirty-seven millimeters, so it kind of it it works. It's it's sort of to the original design. But if there was also a, a like a black bay fifty-four that was forty-two millimeters, it it might not work. So there's also that sort of clashing of original design, original proportions, and then upping that for the sake of hitting a popular size point for 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 a specific brand's market which might be quite odd um, which leads me to then ask what do you think of the 39 millimeter explorer one yeah, or the 40 40 right it's
1: 40. Now. it's not today's 40 but 40, they, they had yeah. them in 36 and um uh, yeah. the one we mentioned man i really love that watch Yep. So I would love to be able to wear that, but it yeah. just uh, since I I got a bit of a shortcut in my head when I look at that watch on sure, my wrist. Sure, yeah, 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 for sure. And yeah. uh, so I gave one to my wife, so I can at least I can admire it from a <laughs> short <you> distance. <laughs> and when they came with the 39, I thought, mm, that looks nice, mm-hmm. but they did it with the, the the hands that were a little bit too short in the first round. Yeah, yeah. And now they have the 40 millimeter, and it's only a one millimeter difference, but mm. I feel that for me, for the explorer, the 39 is would be perfect for my wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, with the forty, and again, it's only one millimeter difference, but it looks already much different from the thirty nine and I would prefer to wear the thirty nine
0: okay yeah okay
1: interesting, but in in general, when I look at all three sizes, the best designed one for yeah. me is still the thirty six yeah it has the harmony of yes of, of and then perhaps I should just be at ease with it say that watch is just not for me. And, sure. and and that is it. And I will not make my uh, do an own concession mm-hmm. by buying a thirty nine or forty because I really want to have that watch. No, for then sure. I just leave sure. it as is.
0: But I think that that's that's also something that affects uh, enthusiasts and people that are sort of insiders to to watches. Whereas as a general product for the wider market for for the watch buying public, mm-hmm. I think forty probably works. I mean, mm-hmm. you, if you look at the IWC Mark uh, Twenty, that's mm-hmm. also forty. Yep. Um, and in concept, it's relatively similar it's it's you know white numerals on a black dial and 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 fairly legible sort of tool watch yeah. design um and then when you but when you when i look at that watch as a as an enthusiast i sort of think yeah but i would prefer maybe like a mark 12 or a mark 15 or something like yeah. this a little bit smaller maybe 38 and that would be much more in the sweet spot yeah. perhaps because that is more uh sort of true
1: to the original design yeah well, the good thing there is then you can, you can still buy those on a pre-owned market. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're there. They're there. Uh, but I think if you are new to watches and you enter an IWC boutique, you don't have the reference. So you just like mm. that watch, you don't like it. I think it goes yeah. wrong when you have all, all the reference next to each other. So hey, sure. the 38 or 39 looks a little bit better than the 40. It's yeah. like going buying a television. You go yeah. to Media Markt. I don't know. You yep. have different uh, shops everywhere, I guess. Okay. And you see all the different televisions side by side. Man, it can take you up to like an hour making a decision mm-hmm. about the perfect mm-hmm. television. But yeah. once you are home, you put the television there...
2: It's the perfect television.
1: There's no reference anymore. There's Mark's no one comparison. Of 20, it's just, in your house it's yes, the TV that's there. So exactly. It just, so it doesn't yeah, matter in the end yeah. which one you choose at exactly. the shop.
0: Just exactly. get one. But then if you're if you're an insider in the world of TVs, you might be like, oh, actually, for for at-home consumption of media, the ideal size fifty. Exactly. And so that's yeah. that's kind of the
1: bias that we have to kind of you all try to at things. Yeah, uh, and that's what yeah. we do as watch enthusiasts, I guess. But Definitely. I think for the for first-time buyers or per- people that are new to watches
2: it's not really a thing. They just like a watch and they don't like a watch and yep. they don't perhaps have that But the, the, I reference. think the, the problem is that when aficionados become sort of fundamentalists yeah. about it because, and this is something that I've noticed recently because I wrote that article which was kind of lightly tongue-in-cheek but a little bit like, <laughs> guys, I am no longer an activist. I am <laughs> going to appreciate everything from really big to really small and I'm, I'm done with the whole Gluing gluing yourself to the concrete, uh, you can do that during the weekends, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Make it 37. Usually, (laughs) usually, not too long ago, we would would always get comments under such Mm. articles that uh, big watches were uh, flashy and crude and small watches were unmanly, whatever that meant. Mm -hmm. Lately, I've seen a lot less of that. And Mm. I... I feel, but maybe this is my bias, I feel maybe we are kind of moving beyond that. Like, okay, there's now watches for everyone, and let's leave that whole thing of it has to be big or it has to be small. Let's leave that behind. It makes no sense. It limits your fun. Yeah, you can't make one watch that's perfect
1: for everyone. No, exactly. um, impossible. No. No,
0: no, but I, I I agree, and it's I think that ultimately seeing through that bias is kind of the ultimate piece of advice that we can give uh, uh, watch enthusiasts, regardless of where they find themselves in the in the spectrum of opinion. I think that that letting them know, try it on, give it a go, oh, definitely see how it feels,
2: and 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 you know, don't overthink it either. No, like and don't it, stare yourself blind on specs. Exactly, exactly. Honestly, there isn't a single dimension or set of dimensions that I mm. find truly reliably predicts how a watch will fit on no, exactly. I mean luck to luck paired with diameter is a little better than diameter yeah, alone. Yeah. But I've I've honestly I've been so surprised at how a watch actually stands on the wrist yeah. compared to his numbers and it makes no sense to judge by numbers alone. For no. sure.
0: For sure. And then I think the best thing to do um is also well not only just go with what you like and with what you feel comfortable with and with, with what you enjoy, regardless of whether it's you know today I'm wearing a 34 millimeter watch and and I might also be wearing my 44 millimeter Panerai or Breitling, two watches that I didn't expect to buy last year and in which I didn't expect to mm-hmm. to to you know to ever buy a watch that size and and feel confident about uh, about wearing it and, and really liking it, but. You know, again, you'd sort of have to remove that bias from, from your own, uh, from your own uh, way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, and then I think also getting advice from, from people that you know that might also be into it um, that, that can give you sort of unbiased advice. I think sometimes people here in the, in yeah. the office will will go, oh, that looks better on your wrist or that, that this is the one or whatever. And, and it depends on the wrist as well. If you have a flatter wrist, a
1: rounder wrist, hundred percent, yeah, I have a, a quite a flat wrist, so I'm mm-hmm. very, it's easy for me to have a longer lugs. Yeah, exactly, works exactly.
0: Um, Which for some people is a, a bigger exactly. issue, or, or even where you wear your watch. If you wear it closer to your yeah. hand, or or a little bit above the above the the wrist bone, it's, it's yeah. also I think it also plays yeah. into it. That's so. why I
1: think it's important to to have wrist shots in an article that we do on Fratello to for show sure. how the watch looks on your wrist, definitely, and state the wrist size perhaps, and uh, and so people have an idea. But even then, not all wrists are. Shape the same,
2: yeah. So, uh, like you said, if you your very flat wrist is different than if your wrist is rounder, definitely. But yeah, you yeah. have to even the the um, the the camera with what lens you use and how. Yeah, it's sort it's of some, of sometimes sometimes a little bit so differently when you yeah. take a picture of it yeah. then. Oh the iPhone
0: do, shot with a wide angle. It's and wide and angle, go, yeah, 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 yeah. It, looks, it looks massive, four millimeters yeah. bigger all of yeah. a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, No true. So it also depends a bit on how the picture is taken, definitely. But yeah, just go out there and and try to watch because. Well, again, to to uh, to mention the the ProProf watch, which is huge. a lot of It's the only watch that I get comments on from people. Oh, that's ridiculous. It's so big. What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was at an event with, I think it was Oris, like a beach cleanup thing. And it was yeah. a weekend. And there was a guy, uh, I was wearing the, uh, of course, I had an Oris with me. But it was yeah. also a day that I wore the ProProf because we were going uh, to the sea. And kind of had that water exactly. resistance. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I was wearing the ProProf. And I was like, oh, I love that watch. But it's too big. I said, no, try it. Yeah. And he tried it and said, oh, wow, that, is, that wears more compact exactly. than I would have thought. Yeah. So it's, it's try it and g- give it a shot. And don't yeah, like I said, don't stare yourself blind at, uh, for sure. at specs. For sure. nope. And
0: then also I would say don't expect that if something works for somebody else, even if you have the exact same size wrist, don't expect that that will work for you. You just have to see it for yourself and you have to, you have to see if, how it feels for you because it might not even yeah. be how it looks it, it might even be just how it feels on your wrist It's is what i have with uh, rectangular watches
1: yeah yeah you I mentioned it i can't stand yeah. it i can't stand wearing a tec- rectangular watch if it's a Cartier tank or a yeah. Reverso and I, I love the Reverso but i can't wear it it just i, I can't process that watch how it looks yeah. a rectangular watch on my how it there looks you go. on my wrist there you go. And, but i love if i see it on myself in a mirror so, oh that looks nice for but sure. if, I, if I see it like straight directly on my wrist, I can't deal and with. it. There's a big
2: difference there as well, by the way. In the mirror, I I can often pull off way bigger watches yeah. than looking like this. Yeah. Weirdly, yeah. Yeah. it's just uh, it's yeah. a weird
1: thing.
0: That's that's also in part of getting the opinion from from somebody um, who's looking at you from from that that other perspective, right? You I have mean, to talk to your
2: own reflection. Yeah, you can't see the yeah. you
0: can't see the watch on your wrist how somebody else will see it, right? And it's that's why
1: there are mirrors at uh, uh, jeweler shops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, for sure. So I think that that's uh, that
0: kind of that's why we call it the the myth of the perfect uh, of the perfect uh, of the ideal uh, watch size because there really isn't one. And I think that uh, that the best thing people can do is uh, is uh, try as much as you can and uh, give everything a go. You might be surprised on how a smaller watch wears on your wrist or how yeah. a bigger watch wears on your wrist. And uh, yeah, then uh, then slowly learn what you like and then and then go with it. I mean, that's that's the best way to do it. I think. Yeah.
2: Perfect. Agree. So basically, nice. we're telling people to do as they please.
0: Exactly. That's uh, that's uh, that's uh, the ultimate freedom, I think. All right. Good. Fantastic. Hey, and
1: do we have a, a comment? We do a comment have a, a comment.
0: Comment of the week. So we promised we would uh, read one of these out uh, every week. So we have from at ssdc two. Um, thank you for listening and thank you for commenting. Who says? Uh, Looking forward to Fortello talks in 2024. Love the show. Oh, nice. So, yeah, well, thank thanks you. For the, thanks for the kind feedback. And uh, yeah, I think in the meantime, let us know uh, in the comments what you think uh, the, the ideal wrist size is, uh, the ideal watch size is for your wrist. Uh, and if you agree with our take, maybe you're more of a, a size hardliner, but uh, we'd love to hear from you either way. And yeah, remember to leave a comment to be featured uh, in next week's episode. And uh, yeah, we will see you then.